if you've always had something pulling at your heart, don't you dare let your body get in the way. You and your sweet, beautiful body go there and be your bad self. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to have you here because I very specifically want to talk about body image. And awesome. there's no better person to talk to, in my opinion. And there's no better place to start than with the story of when you have your full makeup on, your modeling career, yeah. you walk in and the photographer turns around to you and says, I'm not shooting that fatty. Yeah. Talk to me about that and then how you respond. Well, it was the first big shoot that I had in the early 90s. The first time a billboard, even an ad in a magazine, I was going to be wearing these jeans and it was a big deal. My agency was really excited. So when the photographer came and he was working with Harper's Bazaar and Vogue and Elle and I was like, my heart was pumping. I was so, so excited to meet him. He comes walking in and slams the door. He was about two hours late. And he, go, he goes, where's the model? And I'm thinking, I'm sitting in the director's chair and I have my curlers all in. And I said, well, here I am. And he looked me from my toes up to my face and he goes, I'm not shooting that fatty. And there was a couple of things that went through my mind. But I sat back and the hair and makeup people quickly came underneath my eyes with paper towels. And I said, I don't need that. And I just was like, oh, my God. He turned around, walked out, slammed the door. Art was shaking on a penthouse apartment in the city. So I had a decision to make. Do I stay in the industry that did not want me? The moment that I came into the industry and I was uh, in imagery and I was in People the uh, Magazine, 50 the Most Beautiful People, shortly after the shoot. Um, three years after the shoot, I'm down in Miami and we're all getting into our RVs to go and shoot. And I was in the luncheonette at, at my hotel and all of a sudden there was a phone call, but the lady that was behind the counter, she was running around getting everyone breakfast. And I said, do you mind if I answer the phone for you? And I got on the phone, they said, is so-and-so here? And my whole body had a chill because it was the photographer. So I said, yes, hold on one second. Let me go check. So I walk outside and I see a very handsome man who looked like a photographer with two models side by side. And I said, excuse me, Mr. So-and-so, I have a phone call for you. And he looks up at me and he goes, Emmy? And I said, yes. He goes, oh, my dear, we should work together. And I'm thinking... He does not know who I am because I had all this stuff going on with people and, and all the whole issue was sending me around the world. And, and I just said, well, let me just say that we actually have worked together. And I want to thank you for helping me be who I am today. And when I turned away to walk back, I don't remember walking. And it really rang a really important message to me that if I let one person trip me off of my game, that's my fault. And I really almost did walk away from the industry because I had already been an NBC affiliate reporter. I had a life before this and I never had anybody talk to me like this. And I was an athlete, uh, you know, don't do that to, don't say things like that to women. But it really taught me that 
people, you don't know where people come from with their own ideas of body image or self-esteem. You don't know what different, how different bodies were being talked about at home. And he obviously had his own ideas and he was very nervous to shoot someone that was a size 14 um, because he was so used to doing editorial and he was afraid of losing work. Regardless, it's just not, that's not the way you talk to anyone. I just want to give Pete, so thank you for sharing that. I really want to go deep. I didn't want to interrupt you, but there's so many gems there. So first of all, giving people context, you were the first full-figured supermodel. Like that wasn't the thing. Back then it was as skinny as you possibly could be. So in that moment, I want to go right back to that moment that he turns around and says, I'm not shooting that fatty. Because yeah. like the idea of like, oh my God, you're about to have this photo shoot. Like I can yes. imagine you're all excited. Yes. That one comment can derail somebody where they end up going the complete opposite way. They yeah. end up not believing in themselves. They leave right there and then. They then for the rest of the li their lives have the narrative in their head that I'm not good enough, right. that I am fat, that I don't deserve anything. Or they go into potential anorexia, potential eating disorders yes. on the other end. Yes. So there's so many ways that someone could have taken that and used that as the story of their life. That's right. But in that moment, you didn't. What was then the mental work you had to do in order to actually stay? Because if someone's watching right now, that's the thing. It's like when, yes. when they get someone saying that. This is happening all the time right yes. now. Yes. So it's okay. So the number one thing is um, I want to say up front, the National Eating Disorders Association.org. Okay. Very important. Go there, get lost. If you want to understand a lot more about body image, self-esteem, and statistics and data, get lost. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Really important. So number one thing, anyone that's going to throw any tea or any dish towards somebody else has nothing to do with you, the recipient. Zero. Zero. It's very, if I can say it over and over again, if that could be a mantra, this is not about me. Mm. This is really everything to do with where that person is coming from, whether it's a sense of lack, whether it's a sense of um, not knowing themselves, whether they've not been healed by their own issues in their own family. And you never know. It could have been a coach. It could have been mm. um, someone that was near and dear saying, oh, but I love you. But you're too fat or you're too thin. It, everybody is trying to get rid of the bad feelings instead of talking about it or feeling like they can be safe and going to somebody that they feel that is being vulnerable with them and they can be vulnerable, that they can say, this is what's bothering me. Someone just said something to me or mm -hmm. I'm having a real hard time with, with food or the way I see myself in my reflection. Um, and having that recipient, someone being able to say, hey, you know, let's just talk this out. Everyone's moving so fast. It, and so I say to moms uh, who are driving the kids around in the cars, listen. Mm. Because of the kids that are the bullies are the ones that are hurting the most. And that's what she was going to ask you. It was like he was bullying you. And actually, you kind of answered the question before I actually got to ask it, which was, with him, because you said about bullies and it's usually about them. Yes. So with the photographer in this situation. High fear content. All right. Yeah. Explain Get a high fear yeah. content. So, you know, he wasn't notified that I wasn't a size eight coming off as a full figured model. 
I was I was a 12, 14 or a 14, and it was too much for him. Mm -hmm. He got fear-based so quickly seeing me that he just reacted. Mm -hmm. So now in retrospect and having gone through lots of therapy <laughs> and talked to so many people within the United States and the world about these things that come up, it's fear. There's two things in life, fear and love. Mm -hmm. And when you break it all down that way, when people come at you with aggression, that's fear. When people come to you with an open heart and you feel really damn awesome, that's love. And you can't mix those two things up. But what about the people who don't realize they have an issue? Because you even said, right, like having people around you that you can talk to, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm falling into this trap. When I think about my own food journey that I've gone on, my own body dysmorphia, it really did stem from, I'd seen bad behavior with my own mom and my older sister, but I'd also fell into the trap myself as I was going through my teenagers. And it was one guy, I was teased when I was a kid and all of a sudden I had a boyfriend. And that boyfriend pinched my side and was like, oh, you're getting fat. That's all it took. That's sometimes that that's right. That is all it I'm took. Sorry. And for 15, 20 years, I went into a spiral of body dysmorphia and food, you know, and very unhealthy relationship with food, which is how it led to my gut health issues. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily recognize their issue. They don't yes. recognize they have body dysmorphia. That's correct. And so I love like the thing that I actually do with my husband now is he's like my AA sponsor, quote unquote, whatever that is for the body. Yeah. But basically <laughs> he's like, I have health issues, sadly, because of everything that I've done. So I almost can't eat enough to just like I, I try to eat as much as I possibly can without hurting my stomach. Yes. But before my health issues, it was I started to recognize that I had an issue. And so he was my sponsor. And he was the one that I trusted implicitly yeah. with telling me if I was going too far or not. Mm. And, you know, if he was like, oh, you're ex you know, I love to exercise. And so he was like, you're getting too thin. Okay, cool. Even if I don't yeah. see it myself, even if I don't feel it myself, I need someone as my barometer to let me know when I'm going too far because I don't see it. Mm. So the, the body dysmorphia where people don't necessarily see the truth on both sides, right? Mm. It's There are some people that always think they're too heavy and no matter how light they are. That's right. So it, the, the goal is always to be um, the master of your own universe and to say, um, Am I hydrating myself enough so that my brain works really well, that my body works really well? Mm -hmm. And if you're on the, in the gym and you're exercising hours at a time, uh, and that's a form of bulimia because you are working out because you had something the night before or your food or whatever, if you're not exercising, if you're just eating and eating and eating, and, and what? It, so the question is, what am I trying to fill up, mm. you know? What am I, what am I missing uh, emotionally that might be going on? That's just so basic. But these questions, if there's something going on and, and if you're getting injured and you're not stopping working out, mm. or we could think of all these different ways that if you're not aware, are you constantly thinking about food? And, you know, like I'm a foodie. I think about like, I think about food pretty a lot and people comment about when I eat, it gives them joy. I said, but you too could have joy around nourishment, whether it's emotional nourishment, mm -hmm. physical nourishment, spiritual nourishment.
Good. Okay. So keep going with that. Take me back to where those moments are because you're you, you're in these rooms with other models that are like super unhealthy. Yeah. They're you know smoking instead of eating just to try yes, and lose weight. And yeah. um, we all know about the comparison trap that you can't help but look at the person next to you and compare yourself. Yeah. So in those moments where you're looking at your career, right? A lot of people, especially when you're younger, it's like I want it, I want this. I'm going to do everything I can to get it. Right. So you're in these rooms with these models. They're not eating. They're looking yeah. at you, saying you're so lucky you can eat. But at the same time, they're getting paid twice as much as you, and they've got the front covers. At the very beginning of my career, that yeah. was exactly the the truth. Today, it's different. Yes, correct. Um, but at the beginning of my career, um, yeah, there was a big disparity between the women that would really get themselves so low. So I was in a, in a, a dressing room one time. And the photographer came in, and we're all getting changed. We're all in our underwear in the in the back, and he plops down four cover four magazines and said, "Oh, we're so proud of you." And she goes, "Okay." He closes the door. She looks at she goes, and she throws it down. Looks at the next one, throws it down, takes a look at the next one. And I'm like, "Girl, uh, congratulations." She goes, "That's not my nose. Those are not my eyebrows. That's not my." And I and and I said. But they're your covers, and she goes, "Yeah, but it's not me." Mm-hmm. And she was the same woman that, when food came for the crew, there she was having her diet drink and her cigarettes, and secretly talking me in in the back room where she is getting double the salary, and saying, "Well, how how do you do that? I mean, how do you?" And it was. It was shocking. It was eye-opening. It was very sad. Your body should not. You, there's no way that anybody living a full life is going to be the same weight all the time. You, there's just no way. But they, but the models were, and I don't know if it's still this way, but they would really get penalized if they. It was so stringent. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a matter of knowing what's right for you mm. and being brave enough to live within those boundaries and sometimes it might not be right for you to model if this is if this is mentally too mm. too distracting or or damaging it's not even a modeling right it's like women just look at themselves in the mirror and they oh, yeah. hate on Every, their bodies exactly the, we're talking about the industry but yeah. absolutely this let's throw the frisbee to yeah. all of us and it's men too mm. and it's not discussed as often as it should be um eating disorder clinics are at an all-time high and well you know it's um very difficult out there so solutions yeah. <laughs> there's so many there's a lot you know we could go on and on and on but the solution is Know thyself and stand up for yourself. Be your own best friend. And on social media, if you're, you know, take a look. We all have the little meters that say, you've been on for X amount of time. Okay, space it out. Just like they say in business to check your emails twice a day, not be, you know, connected to them all day long. Give yourself a window mm. and then reward yourself because you have to have rewards when you do a really good job in anything. Mm-hmm. It's very good to do that. Um, check your, your, your social a couple of times. And then if you're finding that you are going down the funnel of no return and hours go by, 
that's going to hit your self-esteem, all people's vacations and the way they look and how they've angled their bodies. There's all these different ways. Understand these are illusions. These are not true reflections of one's body, one's life. You're not seeing a three-dimensional person. Um, and fill yourself with a lot more than just your device. Get out into nature. Oh, we, that's huge. Take a look at the trees. There's not just one tree that, you know, all different shapes and sizes, a bouquet of beauty. If we had one flower, only one flower, and we're supposed to only be that one flower, that would be boring. And what is that doing, do you think? Is it taking your mind and making it look at the bigger picture of the world? Like, what is that versus, because I'm just picturing, in fact, I'm not even picturing, I'm projecting myself. Yeah is when I was younger, I would literally either completely avoid the mirror because it made me feel so badly about myself and yeah. completely avoid the scale right. or be completely obsessed. And all I was doing was weighing myself all the time and staring at myself right. in the mirror. Um, so when I think of the trees and the flowers, is that kind of just getting yourself out of that your own head because you're so fixated on that sort of thing? That's one part, definitely. That's one part of just getting you out and actually breathing fresh air, being being in a place where it's just so healing. It's so healing to be out in nature, just, and, and a lot of space around your head so you can think in big terms or just be at peace. Yeah. Also, there's no problem with, you know, taking your, your scale if you're really having a really, really tough time and sledgehammering it. Yeah. Um, and one day you'll be able to get back on that scale every once in a while just to check in, see where you're at. Because when you take care of hydration, getting enough sleep, eating when you're hungry, darn it, and making really good, yummy, delicious choices. And yes, if you want to have a, a Sunday every once in a while, then when you have it, don't have it and say, I shouldn't be having this. Have it and go, gosh, let me see how this tastes. Mmm, this, this tastes so good. And then you might find yourself eating the whole thing, maybe wanting more, or having just a few bites. It's up to you, but when you have that stuff, if you're not in the right frame of mind and you're feeling guilty, don't have it. Please save it for a time when you want it and that you're really enjoying it. Whatever food it is, enjoy the nourishment coming in so that you can actually jump and leap and do all these incredible things. It's thinking about it in a very different way. Mm. Thinking about taking care of your body. Have, when have we thanked our body? Thank you for blessing me with holding and encasing my soul. You've been able to take me on a plane to get here to talk to, with you. I get to have nice bubbly water <laughs> in this wonderful glass. I get to feel the sun on my skin. It touches me deeply when you can really get into that place of gratitude and thankfulness when it's all hairy and crazy all around you and you can save yourself by just, what can I be grateful for? If you're all, if everyone around you, your grandmother's screaming at your mother's saying whatever, your, hu your husband, your father, who, and go find a space and say, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? And really give it to yourself. Take 10 deep breaths and just say, I am so appreciative that I have breath coming into my lungs. I'm going to make it through this. And if you have friends that are just beating themselves up all the time, mm. 
Understand who do you want to hang with? How do you want to spend your precious time that's very limited on this earth? And it's your choice. It's not making you a bad person to say, this doesn't feel good. I need to adjust my sails and go in another direction or hang with other people or spend less time where there's a lot of complaining about the body and, and there, mm. because there's so much more going on than just the body is doing its job. So it's breaking the chains that bind us. Mm. It's breaking those systems with saying, wait a minute, what is going on and how can I feel better? Where it's not going to make my self-esteem go into the tank, where it's not going to, where it's going to elevate me, where it's going to make me feel better. Because if we're going into dark places and, and trying to fill a need mm. that's really shouting, I need love and I need attention and I need acceptance saying, wait, this doesn't work. This is not helping me. And sometimes that's not safe. So you got to really figure out, can you talk mm. to a teacher? Can you talk, not keeping it inside, going and getting to, to someone or somebody that can hear what you're going through is really important. Once again, the National Eating Disorders Association.org, very important resource. It's um, dense with how to help around these issues. Have you always been comfortable in your own skin? No. Because everyone, it sounds like, oh my God, I'll, you well, know, like you were yeah. just like, I'm staying and I'm gonna keep modeling, <laughs> like, you know. And once I hit like 20, once this thing happened with the photographer mm -hmm. and I realized that my God, one person could really trip you up. And I grew up as a, you know, in a, in a country, Saudi Arabia, um, where women didn't have a lot of um, rights. And I lived in a house uh, with dieters and my stepfather drew on my body when I was younger of my potentially fat areas. Drew on your body? Yes, on, around my thighs and around my arms and around about to draw in my stomach when I was very, very young. And uh, that is the catalyst for me being so vocal about owning our bodies because they're ours. They're no one else's to do whatever they want, even through the name of love. I'm loving you because I want you not to be fat like me. He was very, very large. Um, so that set me and my awareness, my aperture, my lens with how women looked like they were diverse. Okay, check. But then the, the, the messaging that was given to us was you've got to be this way in order to be married, in order to make money, in order to um, be acceptable, in order to have joy, in order to have love. And I was like, well, I don't fit that. Does that mean that I have to be something that I'm not? And I went through a lot of different diets. I did lay on the bed and try and get my jeans, you know, that were too small on and walk around and almost pass out. I went, I had all the diet related products you could possibly mm. imagine when I was growing up. And then I said, uh-uh, this, you know, this can't be. When I got into, uh, when I graduated college and I got into reporting and, and couldn't sit as an anchor because my shoulders were broader than the other anchors. Of course, we had shoulder pads, but there, I was, <laughs> Sorry, I, but I was an Amazon. I was an, I can, you can't change, you can't change my Amazonian body. So when I fell into, you know, things happen for a reason, I fell into the f modeling industry with the mind of a reporter. Mm. That's when bells and whistles and me saying, 
well, why not women that had the same kind of body? Why not feel sexy and, and if you want to feel sexy at any size? And why not? Mm. Why I look at when I did triathlons, I didn't see only one body type. There I was swimming, biking, running ugh, um, with women that were women that were your size and women that were larger than me. And I love the triathlon platform. I love that. I love seeing all different kind of athletes out there. Mm. Um, so no, it was a journey to to the core. Was there a and I'm, I'm still on the journey? Oh, uh, always. I'm always on the journey. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. I definitely want to talk about that because that's another thing is that I think people think that when you've gotten somewhere, oh, you're there forever. But it's like, it's it's an evolution. So was there a pivotal moment though? Because you said then you went to college and that's when you're like, hang on a minute, that doesn't jive. <laughs> Did something happen? Like what exactly was that that you went from all the diets, the father yeah. drawing on you yeah. to then just you saying, no, this isn't. When you're an athlete, division one athlete, if you don't eat, you can't perform. And I, being an athlete, knowing, just knowing that it could, this, this thing called my body was able to do incredible things. Um, but I had to take care of it. And I, and, you know, even though my, my mom had to ask my stepfather if I could have a second grilled cheese, I needed that, that she did that. Mm. Um, but she herself was in a situation where she wasn't empowered. Um, and so I, you know, you learn and then you go forward and, and it, it's like life was presenting me with opportunities to get beyond that, but not to forget it. <laughs> and I, I really empower women today to um, figure out what was going on, but don't stay in that past, but figure out what was happening. And then let's get to solutions. Let, let's, you know, life is really ticking on. The one thing that doesn't stop is time. And it, you don't want to sit back at the, 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 when you're done with on your bed and you're about to pass over to the next realm and say, oh, I, I, you know, I dieted every single day of my life. I denied myself. 
I denied myself all these different things. And you don't want to, you don't want to be there. You want to say, yeah, man, I did everything I ever wanted. I lived this life to the very best that of, of my ability. I'm ready. <laughs> and do you think that confidence of making that shift with food um, with just go accepting yourself allowed you to have confidence in other areas of your life then? Yes. Um, yes. Natural ability. I was blessed with having natural ability. So I could pretty much do any, any athletic thing uh, pretty quickly, pick it up very quickly. So having that ability was a blessing to me. And it was almost my saving grace because I was, I, I and a lot of young people that are going to be watching this, whatever it is, if you're really good at math or you're really good at science or you're really good at, I don't care, interior decorating or, or uh, creating clothes or being an athlete or um, being an orator, you know, whatever it is, find something that you're good at mm. and hang on that. Explore as much as you can because when the winds come and the the different groups of people that are going to be coming in your life, there are going to be people that are going to be teaching you about how strong you are. You can start learning going, oh, all I have, to, I don't have to prove that I'm okay. I don't have to prove to anyone. I just have, I, I choose to be happy. I choose 50-50. You have two sides of the coin. It's our choice to react and get all mad and upset and irritated with people that just offend you. Or you could say, oh, that's very interesting. My choice to spend time with them or not, or to engage or to give opportunity to or not. That's okay. And you find that because <laughs> it's your choice, you're empowered by that, right? Absolutely. It's all choices. Mm. Our life is all about choices. What we choose to do, what we choose, who we choose to hang with. Yeah. And everyone is on their journey. It's our, not our job to make someone else better. Our job is to, how do we feel? So... Yeah, I love yeah. that. And then using your feeling as a way of then dictating how you then act. Mm -hmm. Because I, going back to when I was very restrictive on my diet, yeah. I would count my calories and I would step on the scale every morning. And every time I would step on the scale, it was like, all right, I must, oh, I've got my knickers on. Well, the knickers weigh something, so I've got to take those off, right? right and it's right. like, oh, I, I haven't peed yet. Okay, that's going to make a difference on the scale, so I need to go pee. Like being so obsessive. And then literally I would allow the scale to then dictate how I felt for the entire day. So many people are going, yeah, well, how did you, I mean, you know. And that was the thing, based on the fact that I realized, oh, it's the feeling that ends up dictating my day. How do I influence my feeling? Well, freaking tr trash the scales. But up to that point, I didn't even realize I had an issue. And that's, that's right. That's right. Where I was like, oh, I'm just taking care of myself. I'm making sure that I'm not overeating. I'm making sure that I'm looking good. Like I saw it as a positive in a way. Yes, yes. Well, that was the, the that's, being, that's being communicated in a lot of messaging mm -hmm. in magazines and books and movies um, in our culture. And if we can just peel back that onion and say, well, how does that make me feel? Mm -hmm. 
and slowed down enough to say, I am getting obsessed with the scale. I'm getting obsessed with the calories. I'm getting obsessed with what guys say to me. I'm getting obsessed with, you know, if I go up a size in clothes or I go down a size in clothes and I'm getting freaked out that I'm buying, you know, garments that are expensive and they're higher in size than I've... Be here now. Be here now. All the systems right now are being checked. Check, check. This is a test mic. Hello. (laughs) And it's our turn now to say, well, why not? Why not in anything? If you want to go skydiving, if you want to, um, if you want to enter whatever the contest might be, if you've always had something pulling at your heart, don't you dare let your body get in the way. You and your sweet, beautiful body go there and be your bad self and be kind. I love that yeah, you I wore this that today. This is our reminder to say it to ourselves. Yes. Be kind. Yes. Because we're not kind to ourselves, I don't think. We have to be kind. Mm. We have to be kind to ourselves first because if we aren't kind, it's unfortunate. It's very sad. There's such sadness and, and heaviness Um that can be out there, that is out there, if we can offer ourselves like almost like a beautiful goddess offering, Mm -hmm. be kind to ourselves, honor ourselves, honor what our bodies are saying, be kind to ourselves so that it can roll from the tree, the apples that Mm -hmm. fall, right? And our friends get it, our kids get it. And then guess what? They see what you're doing. They're going to reflect what you do. Mm -hmm. I love that. you actually said it's still an evolution. You're still growing. Yeah. You're still working on it. Um, and I love the reason why I love that you said that is because at least for me, the negative mindset about my body is never gone, right? It's like it's I make sure I don't listen to it. I make sure that I put flags in the way that when it starts to talk, yeah. you know, I kind of slap that bitch around and say, yeah. "Stop yeah. being around here." Um, or what's going on, honey? What's happening? Oh, why are you? Right, right, right. Why are, you know what? Yeah. What's coming up for you right now? That's making you crazy. What's making you so angry? Why are you so afraid? Because love and fear. Mm-hmm. Just re- turn around and look and talk to yourself. Like, okay, hun, what's going on? Yeah, I love that. I've also put rules in place for myself. Okay. In my when I'm not in that mental space. So when I'm really clear-headed, I'm feeling confident. I'm like, all right. If this happens, then then this is what you need to do. And even if you don't want to, this is what you must do because your sane, sober self is telling you so. So, you know, if it's like, oh, have I eaten too much today? It's that like, oh, well, what's your body saying? Are you still hungry? And literally, I'll say, am, am I still hungry? Actually, I still am. Cool, eat. And everything comes back from the childhood of the guilt, the shame, yeah. the embarrassment, the will people like me if I look different? Yeah. And um, I think that that kind of always rears itself. Um, at least it does for me. I've never been yeah. able to permanently squash it. So well, finding it's just being on top. Tactics. It's a work in progress. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not perfect and we're never going to be perfect. That also is a big APB out there, 411. We're not going for perfection here. We're going for happy. Mm. We're going for happy. We're going for trying to balance this this interesting life. And there's no time like the present moment to set yourself free. Set yourself free. Free of the negative thoughts. Yeah. Set yourself free to be to to be okay with just exactly who you are in this present 
moment. Not a second later, not a second from before, but right here and now. Mm. And that takes work. I love that you said that because, I mean, I, you know, have seen people in their 60s and 70s, women especially, still, still not love struggling. Yeah, and it's like to be struggling for 70 years, for Ooh. that long to not love yourself, to look in the mirror, to not love the mm. reflection back. I mean, it's just, mm. you know, it, it really is freaking heartbreaking. And that's, you know, why I'm, I'm so appreciative for you to come on the show to like, what are those golden nuggets that we can you know, talk about and say and just like be so honest and raw so that if, so, if a 20-year-old is listening, that they don't get to 70 and still have that oh, same please, idea. Like, please, We need our youth to just lead our uh, this country and the world. We need bright concepts that that come because you're in a place of peace and, and, and alignment and so that you can get inspired, that you can come up with solutions, that you can be powerful, you know? Break out of those chains that bind us for control and become aligned with the true purpose of why you're here. It's not here to diet. I'm very sorry. It's here to live mm. robustly, energetically, physically, mentally. If you could stand up in front of a room of women all ages from 10 to 70 and there's one piece of advice I know this is really hard and I normally hate the one piece of advice I'm not even sure why but there is something to we I think we all want to love ourselves I maybe I'm naive but I do believe that but there's a reason why 97% of women have hated their bodies at some point in their mm. lives I believe mm. is a stat so 70% of women are afraid to leave the house from a 2015 Northeastern or Northwestern uh, uh, study. 70%. Because of their body. Yeah. That's got to change. Yeah. Really. It's got to change. Yeah. Like if, if, that, if that was you, you know, you're in the audience, what's that piece of advice that would almost wake you up? Because I think that that's part of it is that going back to, I didn't realize how fit Yes, I didn't realize I had a bad relationship with food. I had a bad relationship with my body. Like I didn't even acknowledge that I did because so many people around me had the same mindset. If we can ask ourselves, who am I? What makes me happy? Who do I want to be? You know, but who am I? It's a, it's a beginning. I freaking love that. And the, who do I want to be? And how do I want to feel? Yeah. Because is it money that's going to make you happy? I always tell this to kids. I said, if your goal is to be a millionaire and that's your only goal, not about how you feel about what you do. If you're going and, and you have the money up front, it is gonna drive you into the ground and you're not gonna be around for anniversaries, birthdays of all the people in your life so the connection is gonna be less and less. Mm. And you're gonna find yourself alone with your million or billion dollars. So let's just turn this around. Why don't you go for what really 
gets you so excited, and I have goosebumps and pumps all over, gets you so excited that when you talk about it and when you're engaged with it, that you feel it all throughout your body and you know that that moment of truth is real and do that. Even if you have to bust tables, even if you have to, you know, work three jobs, even you have to do it and just have faith, faith that what you are going for and that you're supporting yourself to go for is is happening and it is real. It might not be what you envision yet, but that is absolutely a part of your, your being and knowing what would happen if when the moment that you get that opportunity to come to you and you've been working towards it with joy and thankfulness and appreciation. Yes, the washer just broke. Yes, the dishwasher broke or you don't even have one. Yes, the car might have broke or whatever it might be. All these little things, just a little test. Hello, testing one, two, three. This is life. This is life. If you just keep on going and you stay focused on what your passion is all about, I believe that's our point on this earth is to live passionately and then certain things kind of miraculously come into alignment. That I believe is where it's all at. And when I tell kids not to go for the, just for the money alone, you hear the boys going, oh really? I go, yes, yes, especially those who are shouting out right now. <laughs> but you wanna have a full life. You wanna be a part of the messiness of, of interrelationships with people, people getting you upset, people making you happy, all that that you are a part of. This is the mix the stew of life, that all of that you want to be a part of. You just, you know, and look at money as a vehicle for freedoms, not just an end goal. And I mean, you know, not to be morbid, but Kate Spade, it's like, you know, incredibly oh. successful, but committed suicide. I mean, it's, yeah. you know. You never know what's going on. So also being kind, once again, your beautiful shirt, being kind, um, when you really sometimes are so angry and you really just have every right to be upset and angry, just remember you never know what's going on into somebody else's life. And the whole social thing that we were talking earlier, always keep that open door, but put your boundaries down in your own tribe. You want the mm -hmm. vibe high, you keep that vibe high and you let everyone know, be a part of this vibe, be a part of this tribe. But if it's not your thing, you don't have to stay here. I don't want to make you go out, go find your tribe. Our door's always going to be open. When you, when you don't find your tribe, oh gosh, I hope you find your tribe. But if you can't find it and they're not the same feeling like we had here, come back, but be kind. I love that. Where can people find you, Emmy? <laughs> Where can they follow you? Yes, uh, uh, the official Emmy is my Instagram, the official Emmy, and that's on Instagram. And you can find me at emmystyle.com. 